ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Hope for Heroes Texas. This is Brad Cornell, and we're serving those who serve us. If you haven't joined us before, Hope for Heroes Texas, what we do is bring in first responders from around Texas. And yes, we bring them into the Bevy Hotel, give them a beautiful night at the Bevy Hotel. We give them a gift card to spend right here in Bernie, Texas, and they have an incredible time. And of course, it's all in the greeting. Well, on today's episode, we have got a fantastic first responder that's going to be sharing some great stories, because that's what we do here. Under the weight of the badge Glad you joined us. You've seen it all in his 15 Well, ladies and gentlemen, Brad Cornell here, Hope for Heroes TX. You're going to want to go to Hope for Heroes TX and check it out. What we're doing in these uh, first responders, you know, they're just, our, we just love them. And this is the Weight of the Badge podcast. And I want to thank George Bubba and, of course, Dean Dillon for writing this song because it says so much. If you haven't gotten the Weight of the Badge on your uh, on your your uh, phone where you can listen to it because it is an amazing song. And that's what I do is look at the different officers and uh, just talk about the weight of the badge. And today I'm so excited because I've got an amazing lady on. And you know, guys, if you don't, if you get a chance to come to the Hope for Heroes TX greeting over at the Bevy Hotel on a Saturday morning, you'll want to go on Hope for Heroes TX. Put your website, your uh, on the website, and put your your uh, phone in there, your phone number as far as a text or an email, and you'll get the alerts. So come and join us one of these days because you will love it. Bernie, you know Bernie, Texas is one of the most fantastic towns there are, is in this. In- entire state of texas all right nation and so uh, you're going to want to check that out but today you know i decided i need to talk to a lady you know we talked to a lot of these guys and stuff but what about a lady what does she think what does she go through a lady officer and i'll tell you what i got the cream of the crop with me today uh, she is so very special she just made sergeant and um was promoted She's been on the force for five years. She has a family. She has two boys and a fiance here, soon to be married, which I get to come to the wedding, I hope. Yes. <laughs> and so uh, I'm so excited to have her with me today. So help me welcome to the Hope for Heroes um, Weight of the Badge podcast, Heather Pomeroy. Hello, Miss Heather. Hello, Brad. Wow, good to <laughs> see you today. Thank you for joining me today. Thank you for having me. Well, I'm excited about talking with you about what a wife, and this is something else also, folks, is her fiance is also a police officer on the other department, uh, Bernie PD, mm-hmm. and she's with the sheriff's department. And so, my gosh, this is a family of officers, and it's got to be a different kind of situation. And let me tell you something. If you, you just got to visualize this, this lady is not petite. But she's not, she's just beautiful. And she's not, I said, she just, you would not, she's not big either. She's just perfect. <laughs> I don't know. I appreciate I don't that. want people to think you're just a little, because your voice doesn't match. No. Yeah. So, uh, but I'm telling you what, she, I would say she's a woman of steel and velvet. I mean, if she needs to be tough, she could be tough. And uh, that's why I wanted to talk to a lady and see what it was like being on the force. And so, um, how long have you been in law enforcement? So I, in May will be five years. I uh, graduated from the peace, uh, the Texas peace officer license class in uh, April of 2017. And then I started with the sheriff's office in May. And so did you have any background in law enforcement, your family or anybody? Uh, no, I didn't have anyone in law enforcement, a lot of military, but nobody in law enforcement. So I would be first generation. First generation. So how are you called? I always say that I think officers are called to do what you do because it doesn't make any sense. You don't make a lot of money. You, divorce is high. Suicides are high. Mm-hmm. Um, it's stressful to the max mm-hmm. and you could die at any second. I mean, it's sad. And I also want to remember the Silas family. They just, we just lost a DPS officer down in South Texas, which was a yes. terrible tragedy. Lost another one in Houston that was yeah. shot just yesterday. Yeah. They lost another one in New York it was ambushed. This is getting out of control. In fact, while we're on that subject, what is that? Does that 
that affects the community because these are your people. Oh, yeah. I mean, it doesn't matter if it's someone in the state, someone in the city, someone across the country. Uh, you feel it as an officer because you know at any given point in time that could be you. Okay. And for me, it could be me or it could be my fiance. Yeah. You know, I could or both of you know my kids could lose both their parents at any given point in time. Yeah. Do you guys talk about that a lot? Uh, we do some. We try not to, you know, weigh yeah. really heavy on it, but we know that when we go to work, we say goodbye and give our I love yous and be safe. And he works nights, so every time I see him leaving the house, I make sure I send him a text message and just tell him to be safe. When we were both on nights, it was a little easier because we could keep track of each other. <laughs> yeah. But now that I'm working days and he's working nights, it's it's different. You know, I don't get to hear what calls he's going to or see where he's at. Because I'm sleeping. Yeah. Um. So it's it's a little bit harder, but we make sure that we tell each other we love each other every single day. Yeah. Each other, but, but, you know, live each day to the fullest. Which we should do anyway. Anyways, yes. You know, really. And that's, you're right. You're absolutely right. I mean, if you don't, because you never know, you know, what when is the last day. But yeah. with you guys, I mean, you're going into the fire. Yeah. And so, uh, or into the incident. But anyway, okay, well, great. Well, how, and so what made you want to be an officer? I mean, here you're going to school, you're going to college, and all of a sudden, how did it crop up that I want to be a police officer? So I graduated from UTSA with my bachelor's degree in criminal justice, and I either wanted to go to law school and be a lawyer, or I wanted to join law enforcement. I was working at a hospital while I was doing my uh, degree, and one of the ladies there, her daughter was actually murdered in San Antonio. And they never found out who did it. And I think that that was kind of my pivotal moment in life where I decided this is what I'm supposed to do. Uh, I really wanted to be able to make a difference in people's lives. And um, I thought that that was the best way to do it. Have you ever regretted it? No, not really? at all. It's been my one of my single most greatest decisions of my life. <laughs> <laughs> all right. And we know Brandon's the other one. Yes. Brandon <laughs> okay. and my babies. There you go. I'm telling you, I know how to figure that one out. Well, you know, the weight of the badge, you know, is a positive thing. Don't get me wrong, ladies and gentlemen. I don't want this to be when I talk about the weight of the badge. And if you hear George Strait's song, the whole song, it's about just the fact that they get you get up in the morning and it's the weight of the badge is um, is a positive. You go out to make a difference in this world. You protect us. You know, when you're when I'm running out, you're running in. And, um, you know, I always say that people don't realize it's, as a citizen, we carry the weight of the badge a lot of times when, say, someone falls in your house, mom falls, hits her head, and she's bleeding on the floor or whatever and you're sitting there called 911 and you're just panicked out until you see those lights come around the corner you're like whew off me they're here thank <laughs> you Jesus and so um, that's you know the, so the weight of the badge but I know that you know that as you as officers you know there's comes incidents and things happen have you ever regretted that that decision or you've ever had anything so heavy that you thought I don't know if I want to do this anymore or just that it's just part of working through it yeah I think you just <clears throat> Excuse me. I think you just work through it. Um, I think the hardest thing that I've ever had to deal with in this job where I never questioned it, but it definitely made the badge a little heavier was when we lost Carlos in July of 2019 because he was on my shift. He was one of my guys. Um, it was rough. It was really hard. Now, that incident happened on I-10? Mm -hmm. He was conducting a traffic stop. He had just gotten back from Africa serving the country. Um, and he was just kind of refreshing going through FTO because he had been gone for a year. And that was his last shift on days. And he was supposed to come back to our shift. Uh, and a car hit him and killed him. It was just so sad, too, when you think about it. Because the guy that hit him fell asleep at the wheel. Yeah, it was just an I mean, you freak talk, accident. Yeah, I mean, within, you got a whole I-10. Mm -hmm. He sometimes wonder, Lord, what was that all about? Yeah. You know, but, well. 
And so I know you were in the paper and you, you'd spoke a lot about yeah. quoted. Yeah. He, he was, was your, he yeah. Was he was, he was one of our guys. Um, he was the funniest. I remember that morning cause his birthday was the day before. And I remember telling him happy birthday. And I remember when I was leaving that morning before he died, I, we were laughing about something and I gave him a hug and said, okay, guys, be safe. Have a good day. And I left and I went home and he didn't make it that day. Wow. And that's just how, that's how serious it is. And that's yeah. why we have to have the utmost respect for our officers and first responders. Cause you don't know when you're not going to come home. No. You know, the one thing that I realized after talking with you and, and a lot of the officers and riding with them, you guys are just real people. Yeah. I mean, you put the badge on is a different store. You go to work. Yeah. But you're just, you know, if I was in the grocery store walking by you and your baby, I would, would not think that here's, <laughs> <laughs> here's a, here's a, a police officer that, you know, is committed to taking care of us. Yeah. I think that that's what people forget. We're humans too. I mean, we're just like anybody else. We have a job. Our just, our job just entails a little bit more. Yeah, exactly. You put your life on the line. <laughs> that's a little bit more. A little bit if more. you ask me. <laughs> yeah. Now in law enforcement, of course, you know, the ladies, um, it is, it's a guy thing. So yeah. is there ever any, any challenges between the guys? How do you feel as how many ladies are in your department here? So there is two other ones on patrol and then there's, uh, our mental health deputy. She's a female. Okay. Um, and then we have, you know, the receptionists and stuff for girls but as far as actually on the streets or deputies there's only four of us total for the department well when i was at the uh, police officer the academy the citizens academy uh-huh. and the one police officer that's in there she does a different drug enforcement and she does oh yeah she knows every pill every yeah, i would not yeah, i told her <laughs> i would not want to be pulled over yeah <laughs> with for, for nothing if i was yeah. speed i just get i go okay I'm, I'm guilty whatever i mean <laughs> this woman is tough yeah. i wouldn't even want to mess with her at all yeah. but uh so do the guys y'all stick up with, with each i mean do you feel like they're big brothers or are you kind of yeah, you feel like you have to prove yourself. So I think when I first started, I definitely had to prove myself. Um, people think that I looked too nice. Didn't think that I could be mean. Didn't think I could do the job. You do look nice. You are nice. Though. I am nice. Um, I think officers should be nice. Yes. Uh, but there's also a time Jill. and place where you need to turn it on. And I told them one day you're going to see it and you're going to be like, oh man, I should never have said you were too nice. <laughs> um, but yeah, you. I, I think you as a female, you do have to prove yourself in this yeah. job, you know, because they need to know that they can rely on you. They need to know that you're going to be their backup and that you're not going to be scared. And I think that that's important. That's something that I was proud of myself for proving to them because they knew at any given point in time, if they called for somebody, I was, you know, hauling butt to get to them as fast as I could. You know, I would take a bullet for any of them. Yeah. Well, the first time you did have to get tough, what was that like? Did you get back in your car and go, whoo? <laughs> I didn't know I had, because sometimes you don't know what you have in you until yeah. you actually get in the, get there. Yeah. The the one times that I think I've dealt with the most people where I really have had to get like that was probably when I was doing a DWI. When somebody's drunk, Yeah, they're not always very nice. Um, but I do remember in FTO when I dealt with my first one, I was like, oh my Lanta, <laughs> <laughs> what is this? <laughs> you don't think people really act like that. You know, you see it on cops or you know, that other show, I forget what was, um, but you don't think that people really act like that. And then they do. And you're like, goodness gracious, you know? Yeah. Because I mean, here I am six foot four. How tall are you? Uh, five, four, five, four. Whole- so <laughs> that's it. And I weigh a whole bunch more than you do. 
And uh, yeah, I mean, I could see, you know, guys getting out and be getting drunk and that's acting like, yeah, I'm sure you know, you're going to. It's t- funny because the guys, are, the drunk guys aren't usually the ones that act like that. It's usually the girls that I have the worst <laughs> problems with. Oh, yeah. The, the girls drunk- are feisty. Really? Oh, yeah. So guys, not that bad. It's not that bad because they figure they see this this beautiful uh, police officer going to take me to jail. All right, I'm in. I don't but know. Here, uh, here's, here's, but here's the. The ladies, the, the drunk ladies are oh, the ones yeah. you got to just feisty, crazy. Oh, yeah. I guess you just go, you just got to go for it. And just yeah. take them down and go here. Guess. Yeah. <laughs> but isn't that funny? You'd think the ladies would be going, okay, come on. I mean, this oh, is no. a, not that way. Mm-mm. That is funny. I love that. <laughs> well, ladies, be careful out there. Ladies, you guys need to be nice to each other. Oh, my gosh. So, okay. So, you guys, do they feel like more like big brothers, I guess, probably? Huh? Yeah. I, I think I kind of just moved into that role of being the little sister and they became my big brothers and- we were all about protecting each other. And I think that that is what made our bond so strong on our shift. Yeah. I think once you realize that you could lose your life just as well as they could lose their lives. I mean, and you are, like I said, you are, I know you can be tough. I mean, really, I I just, because you have to be, sometimes Mm -hmm. you just have to be. So you guys, um, so having that as a, uh, as something that you, you know, work together on is really a big deal. What, is there some things that have happened that you just kind of feel like you weren't ready for? Uh, when I say not ready for, I guess, I know we talked about your fiance. He was involved in a shooting. Mm-hmm. And here you are, his fiance, and here you're a police officer. He's a police officer. What did it, it happen in the middle of the night? What what kind of, what was that like for you? Yeah, so um, I was actually, I was in July. So I guess September, I was like seven months pregnant. And I got a text message at two o'clock in the morning that he was involved in a shooting all I got was, I'm okay, you know, yeah. don't freak out. I'll call you when I can. <laughs> yeah. And I, you know, you don't ever, you don't freak out doesn't make you not freak out. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly, yeah, don't worry. Um, but I had my iPad that we get dispatched all our calls on. And so I was trying to read through the call notes to see if like maybe he had gotten shot or something. But, um, you know, I, I have to play two roles. I have to play the cop and I have to play the cop's wife. And I, I think that's a tough thing. I think that it's made our relationship so much better because we understand each other. I don't feel like I emasculate him at all because I think that if I were with somebody that wasn't a cop, they would feel that way. Um, but, you know, it, it's made our relationship, you know, everything because we that's how we met each other on the job. And we both know that at any given point in time that, you know, we might not come home. And um, so that was hard. That was hard seeing that on a text message and not being on the streets and being able to be there next to him. And um, so it was rough. And that was something that, you know, we had to, we had to deal with and, and yeah, reality kind of hits you right in yeah, the face. And that's something that, you know, isn't ever going to go away. That's something we're going to deal with for the rest of our lives. But we know that getting into this job. Sure. Yeah, that 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 that's definitely true. And that really is a different. You're a superhero. Mm-hmm. I mean, really, I mean, that is a, a, def, a different kind of uh, situation when the wife is a police officer and you're, plus you'll be getting, you know, newlyweds here before too awful yeah. long. And my gosh, and that's a. Uh, Wow, that's that's really good to know, and it's good to understand that that's yeah. that's what really carries that weight of the badge. Sometimes when you're when you're dealing with that, ladies and gentlemen, if you just joined us, this is Brad Cornell here at the Weight of the Badge Podcast, and um, Hope for Heroes. Go to hopeforheroestx.org. I'm blessed today to have Sergeant Heather Pomeroy on the program with me today, and we're just chatting about what it's like to be a woman officer and a good one. And, you know, we're in Bernie, Texas, and, of course, I think that we've got some of the best police and sheriff and first responders there are in the entire state of Texas. Mm-hmm. But uh, as you work along in this city, what do you want people to know? Our, 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 say our 
our uh, city? What do you want them to know about our police? I mean, and what, what would be something? And this is just a question I didn't, of course, we didn't talk about it. Yeah. But I mean, just what is you'd like people to know about our officers and about the kind of the, the whole way that this city is? Yeah, we're very fortunate that we live in a community that loves law enforcement for the most part. Um, we are constantly getting, you know, um, things from people at the sheriff's office. They bring us food or bring us cookies or whatever, you know. Um, when when Carlos was killed, the community immediately stepped up to help the family. And I think we had meals every day for a week at the sheriff's office because, you know, every, the community felt it, not just us. Um, but I think that, you know, with the way that the world is right now and the way that police are uh, portrayed in the media— People forget that we're human too. We yes. have families, you know, we, we aren't robots. We have emotions. We have feelings, you know, if we have a, a bad call one night, I mean, there are times where you're going to go from a suicide to a barking dog call to a domestic disturbance yes. and you have to turn on and off emotions, you know, or you might have been at a domestic uh, disturbance or whatever. And, um, then you have to go to a, um, an accident and you have to go tell somebody that their family member died, you know? Um, I think people forget that yeah, people forget that in one shift, you might have 15 different emotions that you have to go through and then you have to go home at night and you have to figure out how to, yeah, how do you eliminate that? Yeah. How, you know, and that's the, I think that's the issue we talk about right now. In fact, and it's been coming on quite a bit is, um, the suicide aspect of, and then just the mental health of an officer. Yeah. I mean, how's that? Cause you, a lot of those things you guys see, you can't just, you can't, you can't shut them down in the trunk and no. go, okay, uh, here I am. Let's go guys. Yeah. I mean, how does it, what do you think about the mental health aspect? And I know, um, Do, uh, Sheriff Oxier, which is just an amazing sheriff here in town oh, yes. and, and the whole city is trying to get behind this mental health, mm -hmm. which what exactly does that mean? I think that it's important, um, that people understand how much, of the weight that we do carry and yeah. how some people just can't uh, deal with it and they can't get over it. And there you have to be able to separate your personal life from your work life. You can't go home every single day and dwell on these things. And a lot of people do. And I know that there are some officers that have seen things that I've never seen. Yeah. You know, there are some officers that have been in positions that I've never been in. Um, but if you go home every single day and that's just what you dwell on and it, it takes over your life, it's, you know, yeah, you're not, well, it's not healthy, you know? And you and your, your fiance is good as you're both officers. So you can both talk about it. So you have something to talk about. It'd be hard to go home as an officer since this tragedy and sharing it with your spouse is like, yeah. I don't want to hear that. Right. Well, you know? and you also don't want to put that weight on, on your spouse. Either. Right. Exactly. But since him and I both, like I said, that's kind of what has made our relationship so great is that he's able to come home and he can talk to me about things. Or I went, I would go home and talk to him about a call or, you know, and so we don't feel like we're, you know, laying all our weight on yeah. each other because we both evenly kind of wear that. You both have that weight. Yeah. Do you, um, how do you just, and I don't know if you can even explain it cause it kind of the, how do you just download all that? And is it spiritually to say, okay, Lord, I mean, are you, does, does God play a big part in what you're, you're Oh, I think if you're in this the spiritual it, side of things, yeah, if you're in this profession and you don't believe in something, you're going to fall for nothing. Yeah. I think that that's really important. I mean, you have to know that 
every situation that you were put in, God put you in there for a reason, right? Every single life that you touch, God put you there for a reason. Um, I think also being a mom kind of Mm -hmm. helps me with that too, because I have to be strong. You know, I was a single mom for 15 years before I met my fiance. And so I've kind of lived my life just being strong. Mm. And um, so I think that I, for me, it's a little bit easier. I mean, there are times where you still think about it, but I don't let it run my life and I don't let it take over because I have to be strong for two boys. And I, you know, when there are times where if he has a call, when Brandon has a call and I have to you know, he wants to come home and talk about it. I feel like I need to be his strength too in a moment that he might need that. So well, that's exciting that you two stand together. And, and that's true. I always say that you, you know, that I believe officers and first responders are called to do God puts you in a certain situation because you have to be a special, special person. And ladies and gentlemen, that's what you need to understand is these officers, as I ride with them, it's amazing to see the calls you go on. We don't realize, you know, I know back in, uh, there was, there was a tragedy happened. I don't know if it's Chicago or where it happened this last weekend. They had a guy tried to stop he was they they put in some initiative of now forget the cops we'll just have somebody a counselor go out and mm-hmm. so he got in the middle of a gang and tried to do a little counseling and they killed him you know you can't take the place of an officer officers go out you guys deal with all kinds of stuff i mean i've been sitting in the car watching either a speeding ticket then i usually call some guy off the ledge mm-hmm. and then dealing with a little girl that was dropped on her head from this babysitter and then i mean i'm just like holy cow then counseling and being cool and calm and knowing when to you know get crazy i mean yeah. crazy but you know tell me <laughs> yeah you know, when, when you never know you're gonna see a drunk woman right <laughs> Well, and that's why I think, you know, I understand their viewpoint of wanting to have a counselor or some sort who specializes in mental health kind of work with with us. But I think sending these people that have absolutely no training, have no way to protect themselves into a situation that could be extremely volatile. It's just not the smartest idea in the world. Well, and criminals don't care. No. I mean, you might sit there and think you're the nicest guy in yeah. the world. They don't care. They're not going. They're trying to take him to jail and whatever. Tell him to calm down. They all got guns and fighting. And you're like, they're like, get out of the way. Mm-hmm. Well, that's a whole nother story. But anyway, <laughs> well, Heather, I want to tell you, I really appreciate you so much. I appreciate your friendship. You've been such a, a great friend to Hope for Heroes. Hope for Heroes, you know, loves you. Yes. And, well, I uh, love you guys and, and everything that you do for the sheriff's office, Brad and you're truly amazing, and we appreciate everything that you've done for us. Well, you're, we're going to continue the the quest of just letting people know and the awareness of of how you go and how what you guys do. And I just want to tell you, thank you so much for the blessing you are. And we're going to have Brandon on and have him talk about you know the other side, the guy side of being married to a lady that's a police officer. Yeah, I mean, you guys ever got wrestle like I can take you or you can take me? <laughs> Who's the toughest? I try to tell him. <laughs> yeah. He he tells me all the time. Just because you're a sergeant doesn't mean you're in charge of me. So that's right. Like, mm, okay. Yeah, the guy's ego. I can take you. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, Heather, I want to thank you so much again. God bless you and thank you for all you do and the blessing you are to so many people and continue just being you because you are nice and I you am. are, you represent, the, <laughs> you represent uh, the officers just fantastic. Folks, we'll catch you again next week. In fact, uh, Chip Roy's coming on next week. So we'll have him calling us in from uh, Washington, D.C. So you'll be hearing Chip next. But uh, I want to thank my special, special guest today. Miss says, well, see, what's the last name going to be? Goudreau. Goudreau. Heather mm-hmm. Goudreau. Pomeroy <laughs> right now. But we'll get to that. That'll be another one. Yeah. Thank you, folks. Hey, so glad you joined me today. Now, you're going to want to follow us because we've got some upcoming episodes that you're not going to want to miss. See you then. Oh.
the best.